1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Station now number one for podcasting. From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon.
2: Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller here to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for spending some of your morning here with uh, some of your rainy, drizzly, awful morning here with us. Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list at the bottom of the hour. John Walters from Iowa State. He will join us. I'll recap what uh, we saw the first weekend in Milwaukee. Look ahead to obviously Friday night. It's an eight forty-five, eight forty 840 scheduled tip uh, from the United Center. Twenty-five games after the, or twenty-five minutes rather, after the preceding game. And so uh, whenever that may be. It's they're... listed officially as 8.59.
0: It's
2: 8.59. It's 9 o'clock. Even 8.59. Worse. Um, which is unfortunate. The Iowa State women, they're scheduled to tip at 8.30. So there'll be a crossover. Look, it's, it's not the NCAA. <laughs> it's the television stations. They own these tournaments. Those shiny buildings and those exorbitant coaches' salaries that... Uh, you fill in your blank. Your school gets to pay your guy or lady or, or woman. Uh, that's what does it. So you are beholden to the television networks. They set the times. There's nothing you can do about it.
0: Go to the chicken coop and you can watch both the games. Well, oh, that's
2: it. You can go out and watch them both. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not set up to have uh, you know two televisions going. To, and I find it very difficult to watch two games.
0: I have always have. It's <laughs> we, tough. We had a little sensory overload out in Vegas at Circa, didn't it's, we? It's crazy. Now that's re- extreme. It's difficult. It's too much, almost uh-huh. going on and trying to, and then the TVs are bouncing, and the game gets right. better, and then goes to one of the main screens, and goes well, where to the was commercial,
2: that? and the sound, the game you're watching, goes yep. now a sound from another game. It's yeah, it really is, <laughs> but it's worth it. Oh, absolutely, I'm not complaining one bit. No. Uh, anyways, but you're right. If you'd like to watch them both. I know that there's a number of establishments throughout central Iowa uh, that are craving for this day to come, and mm-hmm. it, uh, it it is here, as they both will uh, participate. Sweet 16 on Friday night, women at 8.30, the men at 8.59. Ugh. Uh, so that's John Walters at 10.30. Ryan Fagan is going to join us. He covers baseball for the Sporting News, yes. Uh, MLB's opening day creeps closer and closer an abbreviated spring training schedule. Uh, So we'll talk to Ryan Fagan. And then we'll talk to uh, David Eichholt. He covers Iowa for Hawkeye Insider 24-7 sports. He was at Pro Day yesterday. Iowa's football uh, released some details about their spring camp, and we'll pick his brain on some of the battles that he anticipates um, being big talkers throughout the next Four weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, until they get their practices in, and they will have a uh, an open house at their final day. Hey, isn't Iowa State supposed to start this Friday night with their three open practices? Oh, I don't know offhand, no. I was trying to figure it out. No, maybe not. Maybe it's the 1st, the 8th, and the 15th. That okay. makes more sense. So that, So it's not this Friday.
0: Because it would not be a fun one. No, with would the you? weather that we have.
2: Well, that and uh, and uh, you know you want to be priming
0: right for the yes. college uh, for
2: the both of your Sweet Sixteen appearances.
0: April first, that one will be at Ames High School. April eighth at Gilbert, and April fifteenth at Des Moines East. Good. So no crossover uh, if, if um, on, on Friday night with the basketball.
2: So that's the uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list here today. We'll recap what happened yesterday. Um, <laughs> What happened yesterday, Trent? Well, Drake uh, Drake, just collapsed. They're up 19 with 9 minutes and 40 seconds to go. They're up 19. It's over. It is. And they lost by a point. $76.75. Seventy six, seventy five. Now I was following on GameCast. There was mm-hmm. no TV of it, so I didn't see what exactly was going on. You didn't get your Flow Sports
0: uh, no. login to watch it that way no. for nine ninety nine. Did you do?
2: Was that no. what it was? It Was nine ninety nine for? Yeah.
0: Then, but you can also do a year deal or something like that. Uh, no, know. no, yeah. no. I got too many of those things. I'm out exactly because I figured they'd be playing today You're on right. TV, ESPN too. I was going to save the ten bucks, mm-hmm. and instead, a collapse. And that's the only way to put it.
2: Yeah, it, it was. It's unfortunate, but you know what? Overall, how would you? Um, You know, Drake fans come away with what the twenty-five and eleven is how they finish things Mm -hmm. in the Valley Hunt right till the final weeks of the season. Finish thirteen and five. Uh, finished third, uh, in the conference, tied for second most wins, just one behind Northern Iowa, but tiebreakers uh, moved them down a little bit. How do you think they feel about, um, how their season unfolded? Getting to the championship game in St. Louis, an opportunity to, you know, get to the big dance. Loyola beat them, but that was a close game too. They beat Loyola on the road. Remember, Loyola was playing so damn well. Mm-hmm. They march in and they, uh, and they picked them off and did so, um, not hand. Yeah, I'd say handily. Yeah. I'd say handily What the game. Ramblers? Oh, they sw- I didn't realize yeah. that they got them both. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Um, I think it's a successful season. What the? You- I mean,
0: the you can, that's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. But, right. but overall, pretty good. Pretty good. No hardware, but the expectations were everybody was coming back for yep. this, Trent and. Got off to the bad start, went down to Florida, played in one of the pretty good exempt tournaments. They had Belmont right away, lost that one. Mm-hmm. Lost to Alabama, and then nope. lost the seventh place team against a good North Texas team. But still, mm-hmm. you go 0-3. And, and then from there, it just felt like... Well, I remember thinking back to November, that part of the calendar, both of our air quote local Valley schools mm-hmm.
2: kind of stubbed their toe out of the gate.
0: Yeah, it was a rough start for them. That three-game losing streak really put them behind the eight ball and knew probably had to be almost perfect mm-hmm. kind of going forward and it didn't happen so overall yeah i think there are there's frustrations because you thought this was going to be back-to-back something you haven't seen in such a long time but you look big picture at what devries has oh, built. he's been terrific and you look at the future yep. with of course tucker there and, and yep. what they're going to be able to build around there will be new names but he's shown an ability to recruit well mm-hmm. seems like he knows the places to look he'll play the transfer market if need be that program is in the best shape it's been since the 1960s well you want to throw keynote's here in there no that, that was one year blip that was a one-year deal he did
2: leave yeah, and, and, and he uh, I'm, I'm
0: speaking big picture okay the program's in a best place it has been in 50 well years. i think the
2: conference is too it's a really forward. good spot i think it is i mean um the new commissioner there elgin leaves after last year this mm-hmm. is this guy's first year he did a remarkable job i don't even know his name
0: murray state belmont and uic yeah Keep the Chicago market. I know nothing about the school. Right. And you it's a big school. It's a 25,000 undergrad enrollment school, so it's a lot bigger than Loyola actually is. Loyola was laughed at when they were brought in. Yeah. What are you doing here? Right. This is a brutal program. Yeah. What are you doing Oops. bringing them in? And obviously, it's turned out to be mm-hmm. incredibly good for them. Maybe that's UIC. And when, for the conference, because they put money when the further
2: they go in these tournaments, that goes right in the
0: conference's coffers. Right. It's Jimmy Collins equally. had some good UIC teams there in the early 2000s, but he was probably doing what he was, an assistant Illinois and cheating. But regardless, <laughs> it's a program that has won in the past. Iowa-Illinois rivalry uh, basketball, <laughs> just, right? Uh, that guy, what a <laughs> creep. He, uh, But UIC, it's not a sleeping giant, I wouldn't say, but it can be fine, mm-hmm. right? And with an enrollment like that, they become good, and Vermont, all of a sudden... Murray State, that gets your attention. And you saw Murray State the way they travel. You saw that over the weekend. Uh-huh. That's a fan base. It's... Middle of nowhere. Yeah, St. Louis is going to be back on the map at their tournament,
2: isn't it? As no far as they, they may have to
0: open up the upper tier again, mm-hmm. which would be great. Belmont is a small school, but also a fan base that does travel. Let's get Nashville. How about yeah. that for a road trip during yeah, January, you. heading down there, heading yeah. in February and getting a little respite and heading to Nashville for a weekend. That's not a bad road trip no. also thrown in there.
2: Uh, one, of those, one of those cities that's on my list that I haven't been to that everybody says you have to visit.
0: I am not a country music fan. Nor am I. I love it. Absolutely loved it at the time, and definitely one that I've got to cross off a second, mm-hmm. third, fourth time. It's that much fun. Great place. You yeah. need to go there. No,
2: I do. I mean, I was on the precipice of going, right, and their bowl game mm-hmm. got canceled. That was, the, that, was, that was the bomb that morning. Remember that? Remember the bomb in Nashville there was some quack? Oh, that's right. Uh, it wasn't was Wasn't was Christmas. Was it Christmas morning or New Year's Day? I think it was Christmas. It have been Christmas, yeah. I think it was Christmas Day. Yeah. Some whack job. I said on in in Nashville but uh, that that aside yeah I I definitely want to get there I think the conference is good going forward yes you didn't ultimately um you know there's no trophies in the in the trophy case this year but a pretty damn good year all things considering and as you mentioned Tucker DeVries isn't going anywhere and now we like uh, we'll get to a point with with Iowa and Iowa State, and you and I, what's the roster going to look like next year? Will there be some super seniors take advantage of that COVID year? Some juniors that, you know, that uh, went through it as uh, as juniors came back. Ultimately, normally they'd be out of eligibility, but they've got time. What kind of transfers?
0: Roman Penn does he come back for another right? Season? Garrett
2: Sturt same yes. way, and and his hard hat does he come back for another season? I think that they probably do. We shall see uh, what happens with Drake. Uh, so what else from last? I want to stop. I'm going to, since we're kind of bouncing all around yeah. and there's really no Iowa or Iowa State story that moves the needle, we will obviously talk about both of them this morning. I want to, uh, you know, you have your circa play of the day at about mm-hmm. 10 minutes before noon. Yep. Well, 10 minutes after 10, I'm going to throw one out there this morning. 10 minutes after 10, all right. Because I watched last night a team. That I think has a legitimate chance with what they did at the trade deadline mm-hmm. in the NHL.
0: The Minnesota Wild got a whole lot better yesterday. Okay, you, you got significantly it. better. You yesterday. got me excited here because I'm a hockey fan starting in April. Right, I will get into it then. And if
2: there's no and if there's a local team that's good for the sport in Des Moines, yes, and there's going to be a local team. Uh, that makes, I think, a long run in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: So the Wild have been around for 20 years. Mm-hmm. They have advanced once in the playoffs. Still don't like their colors at all. No. <laughs> should have never gone away from the North Star colors. Absolutely. They don't care what the Stars right. have. It, no, the North no Stars gold, should... Yeah,
2: there's no gold in the Dallas Stars jersey. I mean, that, that, the old Minnesota North Star. That's a classic. Don't you have a hat? I do, yeah. So yeah. I thought
0: so. One of my favorites. It's and classic. It the North Stars' name should have stayed in Minnesota. Yeah, they used the Christmas colors, the red and green. Come on. Dallas can be whatever they want. Right. That should totally have stayed agree. there. As the Browns stayed in Cleveland and mm-hmm. on and on and on. Mm-hmm. That aside, yeah, the Wild, and it's wild. The Jazz stayed in New Orleans. Well, no. Because what do you think of Salt Lake oh, City? Oh, you Jazz, baby. Bah, 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 right. Not so much. No. Uh, so this is a organization that spends, yeah. has a fan base that cares. Ha- sell out every night. Has a legitimate superstar in Kaprizov. Who is... The first time I saw him last year, I told you. I don't know hockey well. Yeah, but you know this guy's better than anybody else on the <laughs> yes. ice. Yes. You could tell right away, uh-huh. alright, this guy's special. Uh-huh. He is absolutely special. Alright, so you got a star. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? Because I, I they know They got tougher. tougher. And
2: tougher. that's what you have to do in the playoffs. And, and that's not a knock that. against the Wild, right? Absolutely. They can push around. Yeah. They got one guy, Felino. He'll fight. He's a good player. But... What what can you ride in the playoffs? Oh, hot goaltender. Ding ding ding. They went out and got a guy, not only a guy. Mark Andre Fleury has 3 Stanley Cup rings, all with Pittsburgh, going back to when he was young, like 2009. Last year, 2021, he's with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. He won the Vezina Trophy as hockey's best goalie. Last year, so he's not like he's over the hill. Mm-hmm. Traded in the in the offseason to Chicago. It was a money thing. It was a money crunch. He's getting old. It goes to the Blackhawks. Blackhawks stink. They did him a solid yesterday by putting him, making him available. He is now uh, is going to take over. And, and look, Cam Talbert, their goalie, is good. Marc-Andre Fleury's been in the biggest games in the world and won them. Right? He is as good as you're going to get. So that's one thing. You've got a goalie now you can ride. You've got a legitimately talented roster. But what were you missing? Because in the playoffs, Kaprizov is going to be a marked man. Mm -hmm. Kaprizov is going to have some sleepless nights knowing that, oh my God, I'm going to get my ever living, you know what, beat out of me because this is what they're going to do in the playoffs. It's different. It's old school hockey. They went out and got the toughest guy in the league, Nick Delorier, okay. who's fought more than anybody in the league. They got a six foot four defenseman who is a nasty son of a. That's what he is from San Jose and isn't shy to drop the gloves. So now, all of a sudden, these little guys on the wild that are running around, not timidly, but knowing that. You know, they're going to have to pay a pretty big price. Not when these two guys are... And here's the thing. They can both play. Deloria scored the first goal of the game yesterday.
0: So it's not just a couple no, of... No, these
2: guys aren't goons. Okay, They'll fight, but they can play. And you need those kind of guys. This the, the, the goon part of hockey is gone. But fighting's still a part of it. And it's always, in my opinion, it's always going to be a part of it. Nowhere near to what it once was, right? But now, the Wild are... They've got everything. they've And they're 22 to 1, folks, at DraftKings. 22 to 1. I looked at Circa. This is why we say shop around. We mm-hmm. love Circa. Yes. Love Circa. Speak on behalf of DraftKings. Happy to do so. Great company.
0: Bet Rivers, fun contest. Bet,
2: absolutely. Love the Bet Rivers contest. Love the fact that our friends at Wild Rose have all three of them under their umbrella. Mm-hmm. Good for Tom Timmons, Rick Gilson, Travis Dvorak, and everybody over there. That's using their heads. Uh, they brought three huge names and they all, and they got them all. DraftKings 22 to 1. Circa 14 to 1. Where are you going to bet?
0: Well, 22 to 1. <laughs> right. Yes. Bet Rivers was 21 to 1. Uh-huh. So I bet 30 bucks on them. 30 bucks. I bet 30 bucks on them. So him you are night. a big Wild fan. I like this. No,
2: I'm not a Wild fan at all.
0: You're you're betting for your I, be- I'm hedging
2: <laughs> the fact that I th- I think there's a legitimate chance. The Colorado's still really good. But there's a legitimate chance that we ended the show. Funny, we talked about this yeah. yesterday. We ended the show talking about I think what the the arrow pointing up on Minnesota sports, which you want nothing to do with.
0: Well, I know the history too well. I get it. I get it. It's uh, been three plus decades of Mr. History.
2: Optimist on the other side of the glass. <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. Um, they're good. They're good. They're they okay. are good. So ten at ten fifteen. Yep. Uh, who sponsors this one? This will be a DraftKings sponsor. There you go. Uh, my pick of the day this morning, brought to you by twenty-two to one Minnesota Wild. Get are they still twenty-two to one after last night?
0: Well, I look because back in January I made a bet on the Wild. Uh, I had some extra money, I think, after uh, the NFL contest, maybe something like that, and they were sixteen to one when I betted them back in January at DraftKings. Yeah, uh, that was at Bet Rivers. Oh, bat Rivers. Okay, so twenty-two to one is the number that you got last uh-huh. night. This is when you fired. Was last this, night? Last night uh, was, was this post eight thirty? Yeah,
2: it was. Yeah. So, but it's ten fifteen, 15, and I still feel the okay, same way Okay, so today. you're clear-headed yes, this morning. absolutely.
0: You had your coffee in you. Um, you're good to go. Spring of my step. I got to walk-in. I dodged the drops. Uh-huh. So you're good. Yes. Let's go to NHL odds and see if they... Because you had got to figure they've adjusted since then. Think, right? I think. Mean, they got better. Joe O'Donnell's in town, by the way. He
2: came back to visit his... You know who's calling the games on the radio this week? Paul hmm. Allen. Oh, really? The voice of the Vikings, and our buddy from KFAN is doing the radio... For the wild, uh, Joe's got a couple of days off, so he's come back. So maybe we should get him on tomorrow. Wild are still twenty-two to one. There you go, grab him while you can. I just fired at draft game. They're a legitimate threat uh, to win. Uh, I think to go a long way in this thing. I really do. Well, and I bet crossed. the Timberwolves too. Now that one probably yeah, I don't feel. A you know what they are? They were sixty to win, to, sixty to one to win the West, and I think <laughs> I got them at one hundred and fifty-one
0: to win the NBA. Jeez. But why not? Well, because you have no chance. Young teams in the NBA playoffs is not exactly a recipe for they're success. They're fun to watch though. Drew. Yes, they are. They're fun to watch. Even and last night in a loss. Yeah, Pat Beverly, he's getting under LeBron's skin or yes. doing his best to do so and cat and um they're they're a fun team. But... They were Minnesota on Twitter until last night. Oh, were they? Cuz the they on a big streak. run. Yeah. Huge run. Eight in a row. They had played, and they still played well even last night in a losing effort. Well, the one that they lost is when you and I and
2: Cale, my son, right. were out in Vegas. Up 20. Right. Up 20 to Orlando, right? And all they had to do for Cale is to win that That's game. That's all he needed. He had him on the money line. Whoops. A lot of folks had Drake on the money line yesterday, yes. too, with
0: 940 left in the game, and you're up
2: 19, and it didn't go your way. So, speaking
0: of uh, circuit picks at the end of the show, went 2-3 and three yesterday. Uh-huh. One that I didn't have because I didn't see a line at the time. I bet the you and I drake women's game last night. And how about the crowd? Did yes, you see any of that? I did. I was I, blown. good for them. I saw our lawyer consultant on sports uh, business and sports lawyering, Nate Bolton, he was there with his daughter. He's a great he's a professor, too, is he not? I think he teaches a law class there. I and think. they were there and, yeah, saw some of the pictures that he had. Yeah, good crowd over mm. there. Sound like a really good environment and a great game for Drake, as a Drake women advance in the women's nit.
2: Yeah, uh, Brian Harden, their AD over there, he tweeted a video of the. Crowd. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, so I was blown away how many people on a Monday night at the nap Center. Good for them, um, as as they take the next step. So really, in a, in a night there was not a lot of sports going on. You know what I kind of watched on Twitter unfold was a fight between an Eastern Iowa radio personality and the Cyclone fan base who. <laughs> You know, you can't take a shot because, uh, and this goes for all fan bases, right? you got to protect the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case, there's no way Iowa State can be in the wrong. So just let me set the scene for just just real quick. Todd Bromelkamp is uh, is, is a talk show host. Afternoon drive, I might add. Mm-hmm. Full-time. Not just one day a week. He's full-time afternoon drive on three stations in eastern Iowa, including Cedar Rapids. Two FM's and an AM. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. KGYM? Yep. K. Jim. K. Jim. He's been doing it for a while now, right? Oh, 15 years. Has he been on the air that long? Has he really? Yep. Um, I had no idea. So, apparently, Bromelkamp wanted to cover this Sweet 16 weekend. Or so he wanted to to start on the Iowa State beat. Wanted to follow Iowa State over to Chicago. Mm -hmm. And um, applied for a credential and Iowa State denied him. And they came up with a reason for it, which isn't true. Uh, so essentially said, which, And it was an old rule. It was, absolutely. The, the old rule Once was, was, if you didn't cover the first round of the tournament, you are not eligible to be credentialed should that school advance.
0: Right. Used to be the case. No longer is anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. And he checked beforehand because if Iowa would advance, he wasn't going to be able to make it to Buffalo. Right. But if they made the Sweet 16 of Chicago, mm-hmm. obviously in Cedar Rapids that's the the number one team over there, right? There's no split like there is here. Which is about to come. Which is about to make my point, but go ahead. And he checked with the University of Iowa beforehand. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make Buffalo, right. but if you advance, am I okay for the Sweet 16? Right. Yes, the rules changed. You will be okay. Right. So
2: uh, they didn't. We know what happened. <laughs> right? They went down in flames as a, a double digit favorite. The spiders got him. The spiders got him, and um there's no Sweet 16. There was no round of 32 uh, for the Hawks. So. Rommel Camp wants to go and he wants to cover Iowa State in Eastern Iowa Mm -hmm. in Afternoon Drive on three separate radio stations. And he he, he didn't like the ruling. He didn't like the fact that Iowa State denied him. And he went public with him. Now you can, you know, you can point fingers and say, that's kind of uh, underhanded to do that,
0: but... Airing dirty lottery yeah, on which, social I, media. I
2: get it, I get it. Uh, maybe not maybe not the best look, but he felt but that's like... that's not how was, Todd does
0: things. No, that's not.
2: No. Um, and he felt like he was in the right. And Cyclone Nation turned on him in a big way, as you knew that they would, mm-hmm. because and after all, if, if no, Iowa State's never wrong in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? And that goes for every fan base. Your school, black and gold, they're never wrong, and you, know, you get it. Can you imagine how pissed off Todd Bromelcab's audience would be? His drive time audience would be. Mm -hmm. Three stations, Eastern Iowa. When they turned on the radio after work on Friday, and their talker, who talks Hawks all the time, Mm -hmm. is talking about this team from Ames on our station. They're in the Sweet 16, and I have to put up with this BS. Folks. This was a perfect opportunity to troll, if nothing else. Right? That's is exactly what you want. You want to let Eastern Iowa know that your school is still alive, and the voice of Afternoon Drive over there wanted to make that happen. And
0: you said no. What am I missing, Trent Condon? It's a great question and something that is a baffling decision from Iowa State, and one that could have been rectified very quickly, Yes. and they doubled down. I've told you before, we have this argument a lot throughout the course of a year, the iowa state rivalry. And you see it from the perspective of central Iowa. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, all, I, it's the only place I've ever lived. Right. Yeah.
0: And I've explained to you, it just isn't that way in other parts of the state. It mm-hmm. just isn't. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter, even if you're me, growing up in North Iowa, where Ames is a lot closer than Iowa City, mm-hmm. didn't matter. Right. I mean, it was a 90-10 split back in the 80s. It mm-hmm. was Iowa Hawkeyes all the time. And in Cedar Rapids and Iowa City, in the corridor, the Cyclones are a blip. Right. There is as much Illinois or Wisconsin talk as there is Iowa State, which goes, which even further uh, exacerbates my point. Where did Pollard put up the billboards? Eastern Iowa. Because why? Rub it in the nose a little bit. Or to get your message out there. Yes. Right? That there's another school in the state. And it created buzz. It absolutely And what did. would this have done? It created would have pissed buzz. off his yes. entire audience because they're subjected to listening to Iowa State, who's still alive in the Sweet 16. Not only that, there are not other options over there. there no. are. There's not sports talk no. outside of what? An hour in the Quad Cities? There's one guy. One guy does an hour. I think Tommy Birch goes on that show a lot. There's an hour up in Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Rhyme is not there anymore. No. There, it just Bramel Camp is. He's just, it. The Eastern Iowa audience, <laughs> yes. and from all the way up to Dubuque, all the way to the Quad Cities, he is the voice Trent, of that side of the state. And here's what
2: makes it even kind of worse. You know what radio station group of stations carries
0: Iowa State over there? Yeah, his group. His. Yeah, absolutely. Why the you want to hear now? John Walters and Eric Heft? You turn on that station. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been very easy for Iowa State after this comes out and say? We were going by the old set of rules. We misunderstood or we didn't realize there was a change. Our fault. Credential. Here
2: you go. Trent, if it came down, we can only get one and there's an outlet in Central Iowa and there's an outlet in Eastern Iowa that both want the credential? Sorry, Central Iowa. We've got you.
0: You're going to talk about Iowa State every day. I lived in Eastern Iowa. I know the market. I worked in radio there. And I was begged by Cyclone fans. Talk more Cyclones. Talk more Cyclones. Mm -hmm. Look at the audience. Right. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Promo Camp does a great job of that too. During the course of football and basketball season, he talks more cyclones than probably the audience even actually probably caters to, but he does a good job of at least laying it out there and giving the cyclones in perspective maybe more oh. airwave love than they deserve. This was an opportunity Trent and they just pissed it down
2: their leg. I will never Look, 2000 and Four, four, you and I made a run. They were yes. in Milwaukee. Yep. Rick Hartzell's the AD. Mm-hmm. Heidi Soliday is the sports director at KCCI. Want to go there? Cover it. Who carries the tournament back then? Oh, CBS alone. KCCI. Rick Hartzell denied Heidi a credential because they didn't cover you and I throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You got th- It's common sense, folks. It's just common sense, and I never understood. I never understood Hartzell, and I don't understand Matt Schultz what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible move. I get it. I'm coming across as media sticking up for media. If you've listened to me over 26 years, I have no trouble taking on other media. Never, whether it's coming at me or whether I'm dishing it out. Never. But this case, I believe Bramble Camp is right. I believe Iowa State is wrong. And you had an opportunity to own afternoon drive in eastern Iowa. To rub it in the fact of the faces of of Hawkeye fans that your team's not playing, Iowa State's playing. This
0: could have been you. This, but no, we don't need that. We're good. We're good. A place that begs for coverage yeah. on that side of the state. Yeah, and they say no thanks. They say no thanks. So that was kind of
2: what I did last night. There <laughs> you was, just there was nothing, that. yeah, there was no there was real. Well, I watched the Wild. I watched the T Wolves, and I followed this back and forth amongst one Cyclone fan after another. Just, just
0: going after them. Oh.
2: Just unbelievable, because after all, uh, they do nothing wrong. Whatever decision they make, I stand behind them.
0: Even if the NCAA rules state differently. No, in Iowa State, we
2: trust. And whatever they come up with, that's the right decision. Anyways, speaking of Iowa State, this is a good segue. John Walters coming
0: up next. Different conversation.
2: No, absolutely is. Won't bring it up one bit. That's has nothing to do with John. We will talk about, uh, obviously, the incredible run by both the men and the women as they get set for their Sweet 16 games. Unfortunate the way it turned out, right? It really is uh, timing-wise. But, again, this NCAA, you can blame them for 99.9% of the stuff that's wrong in college sport. This is TV. This is all TV. This is the carrier. They decide when the games are going to go. Um, and you put up with it, and you cash the checks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's coming up on 1030. John Walters this next. Miller and Condon are underway on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3, right around the corner.
1: Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right,
2: 1035, welcome back. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Iowa State. The men, the women, they are still dancing, both of them. Sweet 16 bound, 830 for the women, 859 for the men. That's when they tip um, coming up on Friday night. He is the voice of Iowa State and has been for a long time. He's John Walters, and he's back with us. Hello, John. Welcome. How are you?
1: Never been better, guys. I bet. <laughs>
2: I bet. That's unbelievable. You know, John, before we get into uh, how it unfolded, etc., um, you went to Drake. You, I met you in 1989. Point being, we both, uh, it's been a long time, right? I tried sure. to think of anything that has ever come close to what we saw you know Iowa State, where they were last year, the turnaround from one year to another in in our in our backyard, right in Central Iowa. Your time at KCCI, uh, working under Pete Taylor before you got the. I mean, can you think of anything that's close to this, John?
1: Wow, uh, that's a great question. I I guess I might think the only thing that that kind of got the groundswell that it did was when Drake, with Josh Young and those guys, You yeah. know Davis, really came out of nowhere. And just had a great, great season, and really captured the imagination of the Central Iowa market. I, 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 I think that would be a great comparison because I don't think people saw that one coming nope, either. That's true, and and that's not to say there's little the only two examples. I mean, there's been examples in football where teams have exceeded expectations, but it's one thing to exceed expectations, and it's another thing to obliterate them. Right. And uh, you know, and I'm not picking on you guys. I heard you guys this summer. Doing the over under. Yeah. And everybody else would have done the exact same thing. And you were saying, hey, do you think they can win more than that, you two know, and a half games? Two and a half. Yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. it was in Vegas. You, you guys were debating can they get right. that number? You know, and, and it was a legitimate argument. At sure. The time. And, and, and here we are. You know, that number that you picked, whatever it was, might be the number of NCAA tournament <laughs> yeah. wins. Or, you know, uh, so it's an amazing story. And uh, it, it it's just one that I think if you looked at this team and you said, w- who are the parts? Uh, you know, there's some good players, but the sum of the parts mm-hmm. is so much better than the individual parts. And I think that's what makes this team special. And it's just been a, a joy to be around these guys and watch them uh, play with that chip on their shoulder all season and uh, exceed everybody's expectations.
0: You know, when we are having those conversations, too, and this is another thing that maybe TJ hasn't even gotten enough credit for, Before the year, to lose Xavier Foster, to lose Blake Hinson, to lose Johnson, these were guys, at least early in the Mm -hmm. summer, were anticipated to be part of the roster. You lose three pieces that are anticipated to be part, at the very least, of your core, and yet he's still able to get this team off to the great start, into the tournament, here to the Sweet 16. It's got to be a difficult process there, going back and just thinking upon those moments. This was not the roster he thought he was (laughs) going to have last summer.
1: Well, that's true, and it it those things are always fluid, especially today's college basketball. Mm-hmm. I think roster organization is always fluid, but as we've talked about on your show, I think TJ did a great job of going out and identifying and bringing in guys that would really commit to what he wanted. And as Isaiah Brockington said in the press conference the other day, there wasn't a lot of wiggle room there. Mm-hmm. It was, we're going to do it this way. Do you want to do it this way with us or not? And guys bought into that. And I think the other big factor in that, and and this is huge, uh I think Pete Link, Vic Miller, uh Doc Shulman, the 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 people around the team have kept them very healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 Iowa State hasn't had a significant injury, knock on wood, and I'm I'm knocking on my forehead right now. But I mean um there's you know, you think about when you only really play nine guys, um how critical it is to to keep those nine healthy. And Iowa State's been able to do that. I think that's been a huge part of why they've been able to have the success
2: they've had, too. Uh, Tyrese Hunter, uh, let's go back to Friday, the LSU game. It was his night. Brockington's a marked man. He is. And it was great that Hunter on Friday and then Calcher on Sunday night stepped up and took a little bit of uh, his scoring load off of him. But Tyrese Hunter in front of his family, uh, I mean, I, I love the fact that national uh, media made a big deal out of Grandma coming to the game and and his family and what he went through as a family growing up, etc. Uh, and really made a big deal of that. And he took that spotlight and he shot it on him Himself, and he performed.
1: Uh, it was so impressive. And and as TJ has said, Tyrese loves the big stage. He, there's nothing about the big stage that he doesn't like. And you know that video that that came out yesterday with him coming out uh, when they're getting ready to take the floor against Wisconsin, saying, "All right, if you're uh, if you're afraid, get back in the locker room." You know, here's here's a freshman. You know, an 18 year old kid. Saying that to his 22, 23 year twenty-three-year-old teammates, think about that for a minute, and you know, and, and uh, he has that that it factor that you just love, and the fact that his grandmother hadn't seen him play in person since middle school, and here she was getting that opportunity, and and, uh, and she absolutely so important in, in raising him, and uh, that was just a really neat thing, and you know, the, the shooting, hey, <laughs> he got hot, he got that look in his eye uh, that hey, I'm putting it up, and it's going in, and there's nothing you can do to stop me, and it, it, that's amazing for a guy that came in shooting 24% from three, but that's just, you know, that's what the NCAA tournament is, it, is guys rising to the moment, and Tyrese certainly did that on a huge stage as a freshman. It's one of the most impressive things I've seen.
0: And Aruna gets the start against LSU. Then it's back to Robert Jones. We've seen kind of come in and give good minutes. Trey Jackson had many games he didn't get off the bench. and He's in there in a big-time way. What is it about TJ and and his relationship with these players? These guys in kind of the secondary roles, they're ready to go, and there's going to be times they're not going to see the floor, but when they're out there, it seems like they deliver.
1: Yeah, I think if if they're not going to stay ready, if they're not going to continue to buy in, then they are not going to see the floor, period. So Mm -hmm. I, I think these guys continue to keep the right mindset and, I think TJ is very straightforward with the guys. He doesn't BS them. He, he just tells them exactly where they stand, and they understand that. And um, and that approach really works well for him. And I think Matt Campbell is a lot the same way in football. It's I think it's a critical part of coaching. And uh, these guys have continued to be ready when their moment is called. And a lot of it right now, this time of the year, I think is just dependent on matchups. You know, what lineup makes the most sense on this night? It, it might not make the most sense the next night, but... You're trying to win one game and survive in advance. So you're going to put the best guys out there that give you the chance to do that on that given night. And I think that's what TJ's doing. And I think those guys understand that.
2: I don't know. Um exactly how many times Wisconsin was held to under 50 points throughout the year. I'd find it hard to believe it'd be more than t- once. Well, we know one for sure. Uh, but, but point being, John is, is Iowa state's defense again. I mean, it confounded LSU and they had some athletes. We know Johnny Davis. We watched him, uh, all, all winter long. Uh, just, you know, rule night in and night out whenever Wisconsin was playing. He averaged about what? 20 a game. He's a hell of a player. And yet when he goes up against Iowa state or whoever, uh, they just clamped down and I, I can't recall an, an Iowa state team as committed to the defensive end of the floor as this one. Am I missing one, John?
1: No, no, I don't think so. You, you probably have to go back to Tim Floyd with that Dedrick, Dedrick Willoughby, uh, Kelvin Cato group. So mid nineties, uh, th- th- those guys were really committed to the defensive end of the floor. And, you know, w- won a big eight tournament, the last big eight tournament, then went to a sweet 16 themselves. Um, but that that's about the last one I can think of. You know, well, Larry Stacey's teams were really good defensively, too. I, I shouldn't overlook that. Those guys got after you pretty hard, and they, they certainly embraced the physical style of play that is the trademark of TJ's teams. But, you, you know, what you pointed out, Ken, I think is so true. I mean, you hold Wisconsin to 49. You look at some of these other teams that Iowa State has been able to just suffocate with their defense. And a lot of those games have been teams that have only seen Iowa State once. And as TJ pointed out today when we had availability, it's one thing to know it's coming. There's no big secret about what Iowa State's going to do defensively, but it's one thing to try to mimic it with your scout guys, and it's another thing to actually see it for the first time. And so I think if you look back at at Iowa State when they've been able to do that to teams and really suffocate them defensively, a lot of times it's teams that they've beaten in non-conference games. And, you know, you mentioned Johnny Davis, he goes four for 16. Keegan Murray goes four for 17. Two of the best players in America, two phenomenal players. And and defensively, Iowa State was able to take them completely out of the game. And so uh, Isaiah Brockington, Gabe Kelscher is an elite defender. Um, you know, I think Tyrese Hunter is a very good defender. But all these guys are committed to doing it, the hard traps, trying to force the turnovers. And they've been able to force teams that don't typically turn the ball over to turn the ball over. I mean, Wisconsin, granted they lost their point guard, but they were turning it over even before he came out of the game. Uh, and now they're going to face that same challenge again, because Miami almost never turns the ball over. I think their are two tournament games. They had four and three turnovers respectively. So, um, you know, that's going to be a big challenge to try to impose their will, as TJ would put it, and be the more aggressive team and, and come out of here with a win.
0: So it's Miami coming up on Friday night in a Miami team that, inconsistent certainly throughout the course of the year putting it together at the right time and that performance against Auburn has been great I know you're doing your prep work and probably getting your sheet ready to go out there for the game Friday night so what's jumped off as you're getting ready for the Hurricanes
1: yeah I watched a couple of games last night and they're really good Uh, they're playing at a high level I think the dangerous way of thinking if you're an Iowa State fan is Oh well, heck! We you know Miami knocked off Auburn, so all of a sudden you, you get an easy draw. You get the ten seed. Well, what do you think Miami's thinking? You know, right. they, they get the eleven seed, you know. you know. And and so uh, look, Miami is playing really well right now, and you know they had fourteen wins in the ACC. They had twenty five wins overall. They've uh, got some good players. A couple of them that we're familiar with from the Big Twelve. Cameron McGusty, mm-hmm. their leading scorer, played a couple of years at Oklahoma. Really good player. Charlie Moore. A talented point guard, really playing much better than I've ever seen him play. And I've been following his career for 15 years now because uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he committed to Memphis, then went to Cal, then went to Kansas, then went to DePaul. We were going to play him at DePaul last year, and then that game got canceled for COVID. So I prepared for him that, game, hmm. that year, too. And now he's at uh, Miami and playing really, really well. Um, but, you know, a couple of former Big 12 guys, and then another guard in Isaiah Wong, Long. Yeah who is so quick. I I don't know that I've seen a guy as quick with the ball in his hands, getting to the basket at his size uh, than than Wong. He's really a talented player. Now he's pretty right-hand dominant, but I think if they can force him to go left a little bit, uh, that will help. But they're going to have to be really good with their health defense and taking charges because Wong can get to the basket in a hurry. So they're talented. They're playing really well. They're very well coached. Jim Laranaga, a phenomenal coach. They play at a fast pace, and yet they don't turn the ball over, which, again, it reminds me of Iowa when Iowa State faced them early in the year. They played at a fast pace but didn't turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. And that's what Miami does, but I think with a little bit more uh, just guard-oriented athleticism, that is really going to be a challenge. I I think if this this is a game that Iowa State wins, they'll have really earned it. And it's a dangerous way to think if you think, oh, wow, you start looking ahead to the Elite Eight, uh, you better concentrate on this one first.
2: Uh, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Iowa State—three uh, of the conference's teams still alive. John, we we talked about this conference all year long uh, as the best conference in college basketball. And 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 um, you know, look, Baylor Baylor got a couple of really bad, uh, bad luck, right? The the injuries that they incurred late. Look, TCU pushed Arizona, gave them everything that they wanted, and if it would have should have won that basketball game, the conference held up this past weekend.
1: No question, especially to go 6-0 the first week, uh, first first two days. Um, you know, 6-0 on the men's side, 6-0 on the women's side. And it's kind of what we've been talking about all year. It's just these teams have been beating the heck out of each other and kind of cannibalizing each other. And I think it's refreshing for all of them to go play somebody, Iowa State included, to go play somebody outside the Big 12 Conference. I mean... Uh, and and, and I, I feel bad for Baylor. I mean, they had some really tough injuries. They're, they're a great team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you lose the guys, they lost. I mean, those are two of their very best players that are out for the year. And uh, it, it, it makes it very difficult. They weren't a deep team to begin mm-hmm. with. but uh, And I think they drew a tough draw because North Carolina, I think, was way undervalued mm-hmm. uh, going into the tournament. I think the ACC may have been a little bit undervalued. After watching Miami a couple games, mm-hmm. watching what North Carolina is doing, watching what Duke's doing, I I think maybe people undersold the ACC a little bit. So we'll be uh, fascinated to see if the Big 12 can You know, carry it through this weekend and continue to advance, but uh, I think they've proven that they were the best league during the course of the
0: season. Final thing for me, John, uh, over to a little football. We mentioned the Friday night open practices. It'll be happening starting April 1st. Uh, Learfield, do you guys have any coverage plans? I know there's not the old school spring football game. Do you guys have any radio responsibilities for spring football?
1: Uh, At this point, no, but uh, I I, I wouldn't, I guess, rule that out. I, I don't know that any of these practices will be a quote-unquote spring game mm-hmm. you know it, it, and it's pretty hard to call play-by-play of a practice <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> yes. um we'll see I, I i don't know yet what their structure is going to be i think that their thought process was a you know you, you do have to hype up the team a little bit even though everybody complains about expectations you want to sell tickets mm-hmm. right so yep. you know you, you do want to say hey there's some pretty good football players on this team it's worth buying a season ticket for and i, I do believe that's true but for fans to get to see that in person i think helps But the other part of the equation is just that Iowa State's fields are being ripped up right now Mm -hmm. and replaced, including their practice field. So uh, it's the only chance in the spring to get the guys outside. And so I think that was important to the coaches too. But what they do with that time outside, I'm not sure if it'll be real – legit scrimmage or if it's just going to be a regular practice.
2: Uh, and finally for me John but still on the football theme uh, Pro Day today in Ames uh, for the uh, Iowa State uh, hopefuls that uh, hope to go on to the next level and there's going to be a bunch of them drafted this year I don't think there's any doubt about that I I, I assume Brees Hall is probably just going to be done I uh, think uh, rest on his laurels from the Combine uh, where he was one of the talking points coming out in Indianapolis uh, Do you have any info you can share as to who's going to participate and what maybe we'll see on the news later on?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure which guys are participating, which aren't. I know there's about 10 guys that are there. Um, How much Brees participates, I don't know. I know he's listed as being there. Um, So we'll see. I'm heading over there as soon as I'm done talking to you guys, um, and and we'll see. But it is nice to have, you know, 10 or 11 guys that are even taking part in it, um, with a decent chance that several of those guys are going to get drafted. They won't all, but... Um, but even the ones that have free agent opportunities, I think will get good opportunities. And it's really refreshing to see, man. It's fun for these guys. I'm, I'm happy for them because when you think about the guys that are taking part in that pro day, these are guys that have invested a ton in Iowa state football over the last five years, six years, whatever the case may be. And so to see them finally have a moment for themselves where they can go think about their future uh, instead of just thinking about Iowa State, I think it's really cool, and um, I, I'm happy for those guys to get that chance.
2: No, no doubt about it. Going to be going to be fun to watch. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of guys. I'm anxious to see how they do. Uh, Andrew mevis I think he's got a chance. I really. I mean, he was accurate. I had a really good year. We'll put it that way. We'll see. There's a lot of them that are trying to go on to the next level, and obviously no guarantees. But uh, John Walters enjoys Chicago. I got a feeling, John, uh, there's going to be, like what was it, 2016 for Virginia? I got my year right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyclone Nation yeah. took over. Uh, sadly, it was only it was you know, Mariel Shayok and the Cavs had other plans. Uh, but I, I got a feeling that uh, they'll be well represented in the Windy City this weekend.
1: I think they will. Kansas got a 24-hour jump on Iowa State as far as going and gobbling up tickets, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because they won a day before Iowa State did. Uh, The big question is going to be, can Iowa State talk to, uh, you know, Wisconsin fans who bought their tickets, (laughs) depending being Iowa State, can they talk them out of their tickets? So. We'll see, but uh you know, money's money. and so uh, I, I think the Iowa State fans will find their way into that arena for sure. I
2: love Tracy Wolfson's line. The cyclones and the and the hurricanes collide in the windy city. That was pretty well said. Good stuff. John Walters enjoyed. Thank you, John. We appreciate you coming on.
1: All right, thanks, guys. Good
2: to talk to you. John Walters, the voice of Iowa State. Our final timeout. Come back, wrap up the hour. We're going to talk baseball with Ryan Fagan of the Sporting News and Iowa with David Eichel for 24-7 Sports An Hour 2. It's Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, point Des Moines.com. Codden, welcome back. Final minute of the first hour of the program. Just real quick, uh, Indianapolis Colts got better yesterday, didn't they? Mm. Oh, I think they did. Matt Ryan's the legitimate quarterback. Have you watched Matt Ryan lately? Well, I don't watch a lot of Atlanta, but I see his numbers and I see what he's working with. And he's certainly better than Carson Wentz. Would you give me that, Trent? Uh, wow. Not so much. I think that they are, I think Matt Ryan's an upgrade. I do, uh, from Carson Wentz. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but a... Um,
0: 2015, Matt Ryan, yes. Sure. 2022, Matt Ryan. I would not be so quick to Jonathan jump Jonathan Taylor, game. give him the ball. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy, right? Yeah. You could do that. I could do that. And Carson Wentz made a lot of dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. But the talent is still there. I, well, you know what, Trent? He's, he's his own worst enemy. Right. He thinks he can make everything happen, right? He extends
2: plays when... Just take the loss. Um, look, Washington, good luck. He's your guy. I, I, like the, I like the move. Anyways, hour two coming up. Uh baseball to start things off. Matt Fagan from the Sporting News. David Eicholt on Iowa. Their pro day was yesterday. We'll recap that with him. Spring football on the precipice or precipice over in Iowa City. Hour two is next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXO.